I am a junior at University of Arizona, studying business management, entrepreneurship, and Spanish. I started Magi with these guys, um, and now working as the CEO for Magi. Magi? Give the elevator pitch for Oh, Magi. yes. Magi, Magi Initiative is a community and mentorship program for business-minded high school students. So we want to build community with ambitious business-minded high school students, and then also provide them with the opportunity to gain mentorship with business professionals, and they're given field adventures so so cool yeah oh, that's, that's so a, cool that's quick we've been running it for about a year now yeah coming up on it and, and we is this squad here so four we got five, four of us here five, five. of us so the yeah. yeah. original guys that found is me jameson david and cole and then we brought austin on as a board member since then wow yep so cool just yeah. killer it's yeah. been it's been incredible we've got now john <laughs> is actually mentoring we did a trial run with john as a mentor mm -hmm. To run them through our program, and they've been loving. We did a describe the twelve months, just some of the themes. Yeah. Yep. Um, so AJ gives us as mentors twelve months. Each month you meet with your student. Here's a topic and a couple. One student discuss. One student. One on one. Yes. One on for one whole year, one on one. Wow. Uh, once a month, and then both are encouraged check with each other more than that, but at yeah, least yeah. a once a yeah. month face to face meeting. Just describe a little bit of the topics yeah, throughout the year. Yeah, so I actually, I, it's nice. I just did a presentation on our last event on this. But so first, our values. So we don't want to just pair up anybody with anybody, right? We think business is a wonderful thing, God-given. Um, we're a non-religious, non-profit organization. We think our niche is business and ambitions. Um, but we think that business done right is a wonderful thing. So um, first thing is uh, value creation. So we believe that to hold a business position is a, um, privilege that comes with responsibility. So our values are more like responsibilities that we want to instill in our students. So the program kind of um, goes through and hopefully hits on these points. So it's value creation, uh, mutual benefit responsibility, employee responsibility, community responsibility, um, excellence responsibility, and I know stewardship, stewardship mm -hmm. responsibility. Thank you. Um, and then the, it's a 10 month program from August to May. It goes through. So the first month's like introductions. Then it goes into ambitions. Um, they take a strength finders test to um, kind of get their top strengths and then work how to how to like work on those strengths. Uh, they go into a job shadow. Then then they go to right now we're at the job shadow with mentor uh, yep. with with Hayden, which right. is more too. Yeah, so yeah. we're pairing him up. He's going to come to our office, and we're setting him up with five other businesses just to go and do a hour two three hour just go hang out with somebody while they work yep. and watch a little bit yep. and just ask the person they're shadowing would you be willing to answer a few questions at the end of the time that you would and you say high school these get freshmen through so, seniors yeah or it's, it's really particular? it's really so young we adults yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. we we have, like transition years we want to say okay. yeah transition years we okay. want to say like yeah. high school students college students but yeah, yeah. mostly that young adult kind of yeah. transition period Could we have a lot life. of students we initially put it at high school students and then we got some young people who graduated high school that weren't going to college that still need help. Mm -hmm. And we're just like, all right, young adults, we're, yeah. we'll make exceptions. We have a, um, I think a sophomore in college that's super interested in this. And we're like, there's yeah. no reason to limit it. So yeah. yeah and the original um, thought too, is it'd be super cool if like the real big target years are like senior in high school when you're kind of going from being yeah. with your parents to really having to plan what your future is like freshman college when you're kind of actually making that jump, like yeah. on to being your own. Yeah. And I think the last target year would be like either in entering your career out of college or whatever mm -hmm. is kind of next, mm -hmm. that phase. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the program finished off with the second half of the year's integrity. 
and that includes, uh, I believe, no, 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 integrity, then work-life harmony, uh, which includes stress in there as well. Then they go on to a job shadow with a recommendation from the mentor. So in a different kind of... This is post 10 months? Post, no, this is... And then the ninth month or the tenth month is a, a recap month that we're gonna take them out to dinner and do a little celebratory, give them a plaque. The goal is to make this maybe mean something. So yeah, like absolutely. We, I got mentored by Magi Initiative. Yeah. Maybe maybe someday that means something. So that last month will be like a presentation of congratulations and This yeah. is this is awesome. I think you guys are brilliant. I mean it, it's brilliant. I mean, it's so cool that you guys saw this need and, and jumped in. And I mean, I, anyways, I'm psyched for you. Seriously, Thank I think so there's much. a massive, massive space here, right? Yeah. There's a lot of young people that are, they know the world's changed, right? And yeah. they know that the traditional educational model is broken, mm-hmm. but not a lot of people are asked, you know, offering a fix, mm-hmm. right? And this not is a lot of this is alternatives. Cool. Right, or alternatives. Yeah. So very cool. Scott, yeah, okay, let's keep going around. Yeah, let's do uh, All the old guys upstairs want to listen to you too. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm listening to them. Yeah, tell them to come. Yeah, tell them to come. Yeah, yeah, come right, 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 we'll do a big round of introductions. Quick intros. Isaiah, no, just keep going around. Isaiah? I'm Isaiah, not part of Magi, but super supportive of it and happy for them. Right now, I just work for a railroad construction company and try to work my way up there. Not just. It's what you do. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Good for I'm you. Happy. And and you're, where how old? I'm 21. 21. Yeah. So, so good to meet you. All right, Casey. Awesome. Uh, Casey, 34. I'm in small bookkeeping business and uh, an Airbnb business. Um, and this is my dad here, and we just went into a sports bar business. We do not recommend <laughs> a restaurant, especially if none of the owners have ever worked in a restaurant before, <laughs> yeah. in their whole lives. Yeah. So I do have a quick question for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, are you encouraging the call? Because he just Couple mentioned, are coming. mentioned alternatives and stuff. Are you encouraging the college route for everybody? Uh, no, so one of the, oh, I left out one, it's a future path. So we want to be fully encompassing. And part of the reason we started this is because of all the people that have poured into David, because they poured into David, they poured into us. And Dave had the non-traditional college route. I chose college. He didn't. We're both going places, but we going hard. We want to ensure and encourage. Who's that doing better? Should we take a vote? <laughs> finding the right path for you is, is what we want to encourage. And part of that is working with a mentor and figuring out what is the right path for me. It was college, honestly. Yeah, I went to the University of Texas and I loved it, but I'm struggling because I have a two-year-old now. Okay. With what the education landscape looks like and what that's going to offer versus what non-traditional education can offer. And I'm, did you, did you see Damon John put reposted my post? Uh, it's like 80,000. The first time I had a whiskey and a cigar with Scott, he told me to drop out of college. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to, honestly, but I'm so close. So. I'm glad you're finished. Not you're now, you're close. Yeah. I'm glad you're close. Yeah. All right, Chris, quick intros. Keep going. Oh, I'm yeah. Chris. That's my son. Hmm. And um, I started out a half a century ago in real estate. Um, and I just bought a house and started developing, started managing, and built a whole shitload of real estate. <laughs> How many units do you get monthly checks from right now? Uh, probably, Casey would know that. 
150 or something like that. Yeah. He scaled down in his. Wow. He was up to a thousand. Because of me, uh, he blames yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to hang out. Like you're worth nine, eight yeah. hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, yeah. Doors. yeah. 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 Kids. Okay. Yeah. How's that? And my sister's worth a couple too. That's right. That's great. That's. I remember when COVID hit, everyone's freaking out. Markets, you know. We go to ski dogs. Carbonell is like, oh yeah, I just margined everything and put it right in because it's the best move in the next last twenty years. And he took uh, took three million. Was it a million and turned it into four? Was it? No, two hundred fifty thousand. Two hundred fifty thousand turned into three and a half to four million. Lots of different COVID in eighteen months. In eighteen, months, in 18 months, he helped his. That was the stock market, though. That mm -hmm. I, you could see the market, and mm -hmm. once once you see it down, you got to go all in. But this is what oh, this is what got me. I was like, "Isn't that crazy risky? What are you doing?" He's like, "It's X percentage of my net worth, and it's an opportunity right. that is a once in a generation. Mm -hmm. So it is not risky to me." Mm -hmm. You see the difference? Yeah, there's a difference. There's a difference between having a net worth of 100k and putting in 100k, yeah. and Don't and then that. and then saying, "I've seen everything. I'm a long-term thinker. A I've been in the markets for 50 years. This is a once in a, a huge opportunity, That's and right. I capitalize yeah. on it." And he trained all of us in how to think this way. Well, I started in '75, and I, when I got into real estate, and I was it was a recession then, and I had no clue it was a recession. Hmm. But I ended up buying a house in Hermosa Beach, a few blocks from the ocean, for twenty-three thousand dollars. Come on! Oh, wow! <laughs> Anybody want one of those? <laughs> yeah. What's that worth today? Yeah. That was 1975. Wow! wow. That was so a lot of money in '75. Though. Three years later, when we were coming out of the recession. For a hundred, um, sorry, for 75,000. 75, so I, I, I yep. tripled Got the cost of the thing. And then a year later, I bought it back for 125. And I bought the house next door for 135. Torn both down, built for 14 units. Oh, wow. My dad, my buddy down the street said, Chris, why don't you do that for my place? I took his <laughs> place and built three units up. And of course, those those units are, you know, way over a million dollars now. Awesome. Most impressive thing for me for him was in 08, he was in real estate. Everything was going to shit, including real estate. He coasted through it. He put me and my sister through college on it. He, he positioned himself to a point where it was recession, awesome. recession proof. Yeah. And also, so and even though the real estate market was crazy, yeah. you know, there's Teflon. Yeah, and that last downturn in the uh, early, what was that, night? Uh, 2009, 2008. Yeah, 2008. Yeah. My kids were in school. We were paying full vote for them. And my wife and I looked at each other and we thought, boy, we're just cruising through this <laughs> this uh, financial crisis. Yeah. Wow. You know? But if you buy real estate and you can hold well. on to it long enough, mm -hmm. there's a saying that I told my kids uh, <clears throat> you're always buying real estate. You either buy it for yourself or you buy it for your landlord. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. the bottom line. Wow. And if you hang wow. on to it long enough, wow. it will do you well. Wow. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Hi, Jim. Hey. Hey. Uh, <laughs> didn't know we didn't intro. Yeah, well, intro. <laughs> yeah, this is everybody else. <laughs> little, little no, we just started. Just getting warmed up. So, let's see. I did the more traditional thing back in uh, my time. It was a little more common to do it. I started in the engineering corporate world, but sales was more fun than the engineering stuff, so I was in that for long time. Uh, 
enjoying having fun, very stable, but not the entrepreneurial side. So kind of got out of that. And just a couple of years ago, I started my own rep agency, still selling, still electrical switchgear type stuff. But now it's my own business and it's a lot better. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, a lot of guys that I had developed the relationships with years, uh, you know, in, in the work that I was doing, but now it's for myself. So awesome. Yeah, the benefits quite a you know the 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 risk is there, but the upside's a lot better. Than, mm-hmm. Results live on awesome. yeah. yeah, yeah, rather than time and effort. <laughs> I've heard that somewhere. <laughs> so, strategic coach has one of my favorite things, which is you move from time and effort thinking hourly pay. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a job, salary, hourly pay. I clock in, I clock out, I go home. When you switch to results based life, that's the entrepreneurial route. So you're your value creation determines your net worth. Yeah. And you can do that anywhere. You, you can do that anywhere that as an on your own dime. It's exponential. It's ever growing. And 95% of the world is terrified of it. Yeah. But it runs the world. Oh, yeah. And it innovates the world. It grows the world. And it's where you should go because that's what creates the most value creation in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a, a, a perspective that maybe a lot of people don't get because I spent so long on the corporate side. And I was in the the most, uh, I guess, beneficial side of corporate because sales. sales, you can Absolutely. get the upside. Very results up. Yeah. Yes, you're right. But, Commission. Yep. You know, some sales-oriented uh, corporate world is really good where there's no upside. GE wasn't doing anything. They changed the target and they maximized your bogey. It's like if I sell four times as much, I should make four times as much, not yeah. maxed out because you, you doubled. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that I mean, I'd been motivated to get out for quite a while, but... I lived it for a long time. I saw that just the inefficiency associated with the corporate side of things <clears throat> and there's benefit from it. And there's a security. I mean, I, I, I have six kids. It was really nice to grow up with, you know, to raise the family mm-hmm. with corporate benefits, all the cost stuff covered on that. But you know, I, it's, it's amazing. I can now look back and say, I probably spent, 50% of my time doing stuff that was not productive use of my time because it's what was needed for the other people. Yeah, checking boxes. Yeah. 50%. And, that's oh yeah. crazy. And I have a good buddy who we worked together at GE for many years. He just retired. And as he was retired, he was retiring because he was still corporate. He was now with Eaton. And he said, it just, this, this sticks. You know, I've, I've got $150 million of business booked. I'm going to make less money and have more hassle than the year before when I booked seven million. It's because he was covering much larger accounts and stuff, but it's because it was all it was all you know bogey. How you doing relative to that bogey? And and he was just hating it and getting ready to retire. I'm like, no, I'm loving this. I'm working with my friends. Mm-hmm. I said, you can come work for me. I don't care. You can work for, you know, give me two days a week, half days a week, because he you know he he's been around, knows yeah. the stuff for a long time. Yeah. And it's just, it was so drastic, the difference between what he was doing and how he was hating it and just a burden that went with it. And I'm like, you know, I'm, guys that call me are my friends. Yeah, they happen to be customers, but they're friends. Mm-hmm. And so it really was awesome. Awesome. It's a lot of fun. So I got to get to that point, but do it mm-hmm. earlier than I did. Jamo. We got to go faster. Yeah, yeah. let's go. Yeah, sorry. How uh, many people have to go? Raise your hand. Speed runs. Okay, okay, 30, 30 seconds. All right. All right. I'm Jameson, co-founder of Magi with these guys. I'm a business intelligence analyst for Sun Construction. Uh, it's been a crazy, wild journey. 
but super grateful to be part of this this journey with my brothers. So. Hacked out of college as well, right? Or did you get your bachelor's? Not in college right now, yeah. but supposed to finish online. Okay. That's the plan. All, right. All working full time. Sweet. Yeah. And Sun will pay for it, right? Sun will pay for it. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. What's the valuation of Sun right now? Oof. Oh. Do you know on top of your head? I mean, how many thousands of customers, employees? 3,000? 3,000 3, full time employees. and then like 16,000 yeah. hourly. Got yeah. Gross like revenues. Yeah. In the billions. Six billion. Yeah. Yeah, huge. Yeah, yeah big construction. Yeah. Okay, Mace. Mason, I'm a civil engineering student slash grafter. I work part time in Duke School. I got two more semesters left. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, David, I also work at Sun as a business intelligence analyst. Um, Co-founded uh, Magis last year, and just kind of loving every minute of this this journey right now as it's coming real. Share why you founded Magi. What was the reason? The what really sparked it was I was kind of sitting with this one day and thinking like, why are the conversations our friend group have different? Why are what we're pursuing different than the kids around us when everyone is just like off doing their thing? Like, why are we taking time out to like have these challenging conversations? Why are we working full time? Why are we? Why? What has made this shift? And yeah. just thinking back, yeah. it's just thinking of all the people that have been pouring into us for so long. Mm -hmm. And those mentors and people that have guided our journey and helped us answer those hard questions and given us the insight to know where to go completely changed everything for all of us. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, no one has this. Mm -hmm. And realizing how rare that was for kids. Mm -hmm. So the kind of thing was like, how can we solve this problem? Yeah. And that's yeah. how Magi kind of came. Hot tub story? Yeah. <laughs> Today we got the chance to have lunch with Tom. And Tom was telling us about what does your life look like in 20 years? Mm -hmm. And so he had instilled this in John and Dave. And so last year, we got the chance to come up here to this house and do a veil trip. And we're in the hot tub and Dave goes, hey, let's, um, let's have this conversation. Where do we want to see each other, like all of us, in 10 years? Yeah. And part of that conversation was, I mean, me saying I want to work in the nonprofit sector for a good amount of time. Mm -hmm. You guys talking about your ambitions with this, and that's that's how magic formed. It's yeah. because of Tom and mentors in our lives pouring into us, yeah. which is yeah, really pretty cool. incredible. That's awesome. And getting you yeah. think twenty years out, yeah, yeah. Not, just, not just this week, like yeah. what absolutely this week, whatever yeah. today. Yeah, you guys live in an instant gratification world. <laughs> yeah, it's hard so to make all you got to do world. is think delayed, yeah. and you win. Absolutely, you're the one percent. I'm so proud of you guys. So proud. So I'll give a little intro for Chad. Um, Scott introduced well, me to Chad. Yourself. For myself. <laughs> yeah, introduce yourself first. Yeah. 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 You guys You're kind of the godfather. You guys know my story. You guys know my story. Just quick. Just two All right. Tell us something you don't know about you. Something you don't know about you. Tell us a secret you never told. Beyond, I think I told you guys, we almost went bankrupt in the real estate recession. So I got a healthy spanking and education and loss and pain. And it was really painful. And it's also one of the things I'm most grateful for. So I've seen some big ups and downs. I'll give you one piece of advice my dad uh, my dad gave me when I was coming out of college. He said basically, I was like, yeah, what, you know, here's a couple things. And he goes, he goes, John, I don't care what job you start with out of college. He goes, pick the thing that has the most training and the best opportunity to meet people. He goes, when I grew up, people would work for a company for 50 years and have a pension or whatever. But he's like, I just really think what you learn and who you know is far more important. And so 
just go for it. And, and uh, that was a big, big shape for me. I'm really grateful for. My name's Austin. I graduated with my master's degree in computer science in May. Uh, I started off working in college as sales, working vector knives, sold over 300,000 of that. Now I'm shifting to data and intelligence and machine learning. Cut code knives. You guys know cut Oh, come on. He's yeah. John Rulin? Yeah. 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 yeah, I introduced him to John Rulin. John Rulin's one of my best friends yeah. in the world, dude. Yeah. I had him so listen funny. to John Rulin yeah. podcast. Yeah. Austin yeah. is the John Rulin of Flagstaff cut code. <laughs> I, I sold He's over $300,000 worth of cut code, so that was super fun. In college. Well, yeah, well, well time in college. I got a master's and a bachelor's degree in four years, so working super hard. Data and AI uh, engineer at Insight starting in May, so that's super exciting. And I'm getting married in December. Are you? Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Wow. That a boy. Yeah. What's his name? Yeah. <laughs> his name's Sam. 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 She's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Her name is Sam. Yeah. 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 How old are you? Yeah. I'm 22. 20. Yeah. Say that again. <laughs> yeah. You would know all about this. No, I'm just, yeah. I'm just digging this. Proud of you, man. Austin's also awesome. one of the board of directors. Yeah, I'm yeah, one of the board of directors. Yep. 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 I got brought on a little later. I think he's the one that's going to monetize it. <laughs> <laughs> it's been super fun. Cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, my name's Cole. I worked in mortgages for a year, and I work for Sean as investor relationship manager. I do school part time, and also co-founded Magi. So do that as well. Um, yeah, yeah, hey buddy. Awesome. And he's the fastest growing snowboarder. snowboarder. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> Most improved. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Cool. Dude, two days <laughs> into the yeah. pool. Yeah. Good for you. So, Chad, awesome. give a little intro, little family, little business, and then uh, maybe five minutes longer. Is that all right? Yeah. Five yeah. yeah. Version. yeah. And absolutely. then if you let these guys ask some questions, I bet you'll have some questions for you. I can intro if you want. Yeah, give a little intro, and then yeah. he'll do his own intro. So, we met three years ago? Four years ago? Three, three or four years ago. Yeah. In a coach class with Dan. Yeah. Explain what strategic coach is. Strategic mm-hmm. coach is... Um, it's where entrepreneurs go when they're done trying to do it themselves and trying to wear all the hats themselves and they're exhausted of entrepreneurship, but they have the value creation mind. And what they do is they systematize your life, give you the freedom of time, money, relationships, and purpose, help you create self-multiplying companies or the self-milking cow, as my friend Dean calls it, <laughs> and um, totally free you up. So... <laughs> He's the best there is. Uh, Dan Sullivan is the mind. Um, he's the best deliverer of content I've ever seen in my life. And he's proved it in his life. A lot of people talk really good. All my friends get paid a lot of money to talk. And I almost have no friends who get paid to live it. You know, that's it. He lives it better than anyone I've ever talked seen. There's like, I'm, I can't tell you this enough. I am from Dean Graziosi to Tony Robbins to everybody I know. People do not live it. You, when you speak to people, they listen because you live it. And it's completely different. Dan Sullivan, I love him, that man to death. He doesn't have kids, right? right. Joe's, Joe, Joe Polish, he lives two minutes from my house. I love him to death. He's never had kids. And, he's, and he makes mistakes in his life that shouldn't be made because you should be listening to mentors and being guided by people that are rooted in faith, rooted in like wisdom. You live it. And that is a one in a million. And so 
That's why he's the top coach, the strategic coach. You know, the G5 Summit, where they help entrepreneurial couples learn about the G5, which we're going to get into. But this man is like... So I, he's never been my coach. <laughs> he's never been my coach, but he coaches my 20 closest friends. Yeah. When I asked like Scott, brothers. I said, Scott, I want to do coach. Uh, where do I go? He said, you got to, if you can get chat, you got to get Everyone chat. that I know that's an entrepreneur of mine that is try that wants a 10 X future of freedom. I go, Chad's your next call. Here it is. Go. And I don't okay. even know if the strategic coach gives me the credit, but I've, I'm like the Joe Polish you for are, you. You are. <laughs> you are. <laughs> Scott fills the workshops. Guys. Share a bit about your family. Yeah, so you got to share G5. Y'all know me, so I'm not going <laughs> to Although I am going through the worst, hardest, most miserable experience of my life in the last four days. Mm-hmm. Lost a million four. Did you remember? Four days, yep. And I'm covering for someone who did something really bad. And getting roasted and by I'm thousands every, of people. I'm taking every taking ounce all the bullets for it. So we can talk about that another day. Okay. That's not tonight. But I'll tell you, in terms of learning, because in coach thinking with an experienced transformer, you're either winning or you're learning. You don't lose in coach. You win or you learn. And I'm, I just paid, I just got the, the world's best $1.4 million PhD <laughs> in, in becoming a leader. And it's in the last four days and it's been hell. So we can talk about another day. That's my experience. That's my background. Now it's his turn. So go. You're up. Scott, first of all, I just, I want to say thank you. He way oversold me, okay? And I mean it. I mean, way. He does this. You know Scott. He kind of, he kind of hides it up. Um, but but I, I, I will say one thing before I say anything. And that is anything that I have in my life is because God is good. Mm-hmm. And the grace I've received is so abundant. I know who I am, right? And I'm just like you. I'm an everyday guy that struggles with all the stuff that we struggle with. But God has been so good in my life. And so I'm just, I, I feel like I'm, I'm the richest man I know when it comes to the blessings of God being poured out in my life, right? Mm-hmm. And and I, I like to measure success differently than maybe some people do, because I think the world gets a model in their mind where it's just a metric, it's just a number, it's a it's a certain level of achievement, a certain business goal. And and I it breaks my heart if I see people win at that game only and lose everything that really matters underneath. And the scriptures talks about, hey, you gain the world and you lose your soul. Mm-hmm. What's a profit, right? And I feel the same way. I gain the world and I lose my wife. You know, I gain the world, I lose my relationship with the Lord. I gain the world, I lose my kids. You know, I gain the world, I lose my health, right? I'm like, it doesn't, so I, I, I think the gift the coach has given me is 18 years of quarterly thinking. And you talked about today, the power of mentors. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just, I sit here and it's, as you guys are talking, I'm, I'm getting chills because you guys are getting this thinking Oh, God, 15 years before I ever thought of it, right? Before I, I mean, I was reading the books, right? I was reading all the, I was listening to the men in my generation, but it was interesting because I felt like none of the conversations you guys are having even today were conversations, conversations around your God-given gifts and talents and how do you deploy them, right? Strategically, rather than being like everyone else and, and going through the factory, right? And so anyways, I just, so my life as I, as I back up, I did everything wrong. I mean, I literally, it felt like it took a long time to get, I'm a slow learner and blossomer, but by, you know, by God's grace, I've gotten here it, to this point. I still feel like I'm just barely getting going, right? You know, but I say that to say, God is so faithful. Today, I, I just get to celebrate 30 years of marriage with my wife, which I'm just, I'm madly in love with the girl I married. And I'm just so blessed beyond measure 
have her be my best friend and we have 11 kids. Okay. So I really like her and I have proof. <laughs> a lot of people say that, but they don't bring proof, you know? So no, and they're all boys. Okay. Except for eight. Right. <laughs> so there's a few eligible ladies. Wow! So if you make the cut, which is very nice. <laughs> but, but anyway, so I have eight beautiful daughters, ranging 28 to 10, and then three amazing sons in there. And and again, like I say, I I was talking to you, my friend Casey, up there upstairs because we were talking kids, and he's expecting a second. And any young man I can talk into having children, I am going to do that. No. Guys, I'm serious. It is unbelievable. The world has bought a lie that kids are expensive, that they're damaging, mm -hmm. that they're a pain in the neck, that, oh, you only have a couple because you don't want them to wreck your world. Mm -hmm. You want a masterpiece life, have kids. I mean, that's a weird place to start. But I mean <laughs> it when I say this. When I look at my wealth, right, and, and I'm going to tell you, I come into a place like this, th these men, these, I'm, I'm, in the, I'm in the presence of giants. Right, these guys have done unbelievable things in business and medicine and all these things. And the only way, when I look at my life, though, my mind immediately goes to relationship rich. Mm. And I think if you can start your life with a foundation of, hey, how am I building so that I'm going to build a life that's relationship rich? Which, by the way, to have the colleagues that you have around you right now, mm. I am so proud of you and I'm so grateful. I wish I was you at your age to have him and him speaking in and him speaking in your life. And then you guys are all on a board. What is this? I mean, seriously, you guys at 22 are, are collaborating with one another, are using complimentary skill sets and surrounding yourself with a band of brothers that are leveling you up every day. I did not have that. I did not have anything near that. So anyways, I just, you guys are already living in this relationship, I think rich environment that you are cultivating, right? Intentionally, intentionally. And I just, Anyways, hats off to you as you level up on that, right? And just keep doing more of that. I mean, I, I just think you're laying a foundation that's just going to sustain you guys to whatever, you know, God has put you here to do. You're already doing it. Anyways, so I, I said that. I started with family. I love my kids. I love the adventure of parenting. I love the adventure of building people. Um, and so the coaching I care most about is those guys and seeing them flourish because if all my kids win, I win. I win. I mean, I, again, the way I measure life and success. I, and when I say win, I don't just mean career. I, I, I care so much about seeing them raised up in the nurture and admission of the Lord in a generation where so many kids are lost, right? And they're trying to get their identity from social media. How many likes did I get? How many people are, are thinking I'm cool or I'm pretty or I'm smart or I'm witty? I want them to have a bedrock foundation that you're awesome because God made you and he gave you gifts and talents and he put you here on earth with a purpose and you get to do that purpose for life. So your life is awesome and how now discover it, right? Now unwrap that gift day by day as you grow and as you do education and as you take on work and you take on life and as you build relationships with life partners, right? Get married, all that stuff all comes through the lens of you're building this masterpiece life, right? And it's not this isolated, I just need to get to school, get the right grade, get the right job, make enough money, get in the right neighborhood so I can repeat and do the same thing with my kid, right? It's a much richer, fuller perspective to me. So when, you know, they were saying G5, so I just came away from two days of the most, I mean, I don't, I can't believe I get paid to do this, right? We were at the Four Seasons at Scottsdale. We had 15 couples there. They're all amazing entrepreneurial 
business owners, but they brought their spouses and they wanted to level up their five most important areas of life, right? And so we, we created a workshop around that for them. And to see God move in people's lives and see people transformed, like to have their mindset shift go from here to here. I mean, I was sharing with Scotty, just, just the breakthroughs that happen. I mean, I'm just going, I'm just floored, right? I'm so humbled. But that now, when I see G5, I say, God revealed to me when I was young, he's in this version of success, right? It was like, okay, I knew when I was young, again, it couldn't be just about money. I wanted to achieve. I wanted to bust through every, you know, I wanted to accomplish all that I could. But I knew that scripture says, Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. He says, start by getting right with me. Start with you start in the right spot. Get your heart right with me. And it's a personal thing. This isn't church. This isn't religion. This isn't checking boxes over here. This isn't legalism. Oh, I'm looking right on the outside. This is literally just getting raw and real and saying, hey, God, I need you every day. And, and I could share a whole lot about how broken I was <laughs> and how good God is, right? And how he's restored and re he's, he's healed me. And he's, he's anyways, and I won't go into all that. But my relationship with him is foremost. And if I'm right with him, right? And I don't know where you are as all in your faith, but I'll tell you what, for me, it is bedrock because if I'm right and I'm right with him, meaning I'm walking in relationship with him, I'm not rebelling against his word. I'm not living in sin and hiding and being deceptive and trying to pretend life's good when it's not, you know, and I'm being honest about it and I'm dealing with stuff. Then I get this freedom that's better than all the freedoms that we just talked about. It's a freedom to be like, I don't carry around guilt and shame and all the accusations that people put on you. And, and, and we all know what sin feels like, right? Where you're like, hey, I don't need this, right? So it's like, to me, it's walking in his grace and walking in that close relationship. But if I'm right here, then I sit there and go, then I can be what you're getting, you're getting married. I can be a husband, right? I can love my wife, right? And, and if I'm not right here, I am the worst husband to this day on the planet. I just am. I, I get super selfish. I get it's all about me, and it's not. And he helps me keep, keep that in mind. So right with him, then I get right with her. And when you get it right, and guys, you guys are in such a primo position because your heads, I feel, are screwed on so straight right now and that you're focused on 20 years from now, 10 years from now, where do I want to be? That makes you so able to make good decisions. Like Scotty said it's so good. The world is so fixated on what's the next party, right? What's my next feel good moment, mm -hmm. right? Who's the next chick I can get in bed with? Seriously, it's like, it's literally like in front of their face. This, I just want this next feeling and, 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 I, and I can't wait to live to the next one. And so all their decisions come here and they literally build their life on sand. And they wonder why five, 10 years down the road, the whole thing is a mess. It's crumbling and they have nothing Right? And so what do they do? In my opinion, they double down on work. Well, at least they pay me well. At least I can keep score over here. I'm winning here. And they end up, and that's the default mode, unfortunately. So anyways, I sit there and say, with this intentionality, you can go into your relationships and don't, I mean, dude, I wrote a book. I only wrote one book and it's called Keep, it's How to Win a Heart. And it's a love story. And I'm going to get all you guys a copy, by the way. Yeah, and and here's the deal. I think you'll like it because... I think every one of you deep down wants to win the heart of an awesome woman. Yeah. And My wife read it and she was like, what's your problem? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, anyways, Don't I send me a copy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. 
no, she loved it. No, no, keep it away from your wife. Whatever. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Who should read it? Not you, her. Yeah, yeah, you guys, I'll send you a copy of the AC. Don't care. Yeah, it's not for wives to read. It's for the husbands. <laughs> the barns are way too oh, yeah. no, 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 no. I, just, I wrote good. it for it's guys. It's good. And I mean it. And I have guys 17 to 20 call me and say, dude, I just, I never read books, but I read this whole book. And I'll tell you why. It's because I'm convinced every man wants to win the heart of an amazing woman. I mean, don't you? Yeah, don't you want just a world-class woman? I mean, someone who you're literally like on the side of your arm going, she's mine, right? And not just because she's hot. That I like that too. Okay? <laughs> I'm very hot. But that she's got a heart that is so right, right? Because, dude, there's nothing more ugly than attractive and ugly. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. A stone-cold heart on a pretty woman is such a waste, right? And, and they're out there. And they're and they're you know they're seeing one. We all we all got close to six of my closest friends did marry one. Right? No, (laughs) it happens. My job with these guys is to help them steer clear of one. I mean it. it. It's a thing. But here's the deal: if you can get this right, and you can when it's right, get this right, and I'm gonna wreck everybody's convention. Everybody says Mary's lady, she can't bowl. Find Mary the second you find her, and you know she's the right one. Okay. Now that may take. A month, it may take six years, it may take 20 years. But the, the whole talk to me. in here for a second? Please. I was like, I'm going to get married no no younger than 35. Like, I'm going to be I'll be older than 35. Yeah. I'm going to marry a 28-year-old. Get it all mapped out. That's it, right? That's that's my whole life I thought that. I met my wife. She's six months older than me. And <laughs> I was like, I'm off. I got to marry you. And yeah. I did it when I was 30. You know, and I said, 35 is the minimum. Yeah. Maybe I'll get 40 and I'll get lucky and make a... Eat a thirty-year-old or something like that. I was one hundred percent. Are you regretting it? One hundred percent not. No are way. Are you kidding? Yeah. And no I was way. like, yeah. And I have friends that are waiting still. I have friends that waited too long. Dude, I when, know. when you wait, you make your own money. You have your own routines. You get way more entrenched in this fake picture of perfect. <laughs> That's what happens. And here's the thing: I couldn't agree more. I think you get this, and not to say again, God's God's got control of timing. There's no stress on it. But I'm just saying, don't buy into the world's mindset that, oh, you got to be 30 and have millions in the bank no, and have your life all together. No. It's okay to grow up with your wife. If, I mean, you guys are all at that age. You guys are already, right now, thinking more like men than most of the men I know who are 30. Okay? And I mean that. I'm not patronizing you. Don't feel too good about yourself. <laughs> but you can know what I'm saying. You're intentional. You're not sitting on your butt, playing video games all day, wondering, you know, what's, what's next. So here's the deal. If you can really intentionally date, don't fool around. Quit, don't mess with girls' hearts. If you know it's not right, and believe me, you guys are going to be so freaking attracted to girls because they want real men. They, there's a dearth of men that are like freaking showing up as men because the girls are crushing it right now. My daughters are running circles around guys, and these guys are yep. literally showing up going, I mean, seriously, my 25-year-old daughter I, I literally, I need a man. I Kelsey. need a man. Dude, it's got to be a man. I ski with her. She's better than most. She's better than almost all of you. No. But it's, <laughs> no, no, no. And she's like a piano teacher. She's, she's got a six-figure awesome. business. She loves Jesus. She's, she's awesome. got a six-figure business. She, wow. But she's emotionally and spiritually next. So she's, when these guys come to my house and have cigars and we talk about, yeah. mm-hmm. I say, become the man. Yeah. The woman of your dreams. That's wants. it. That's you know? it. It's That's as it. simple as that. That's it. Be that guy. And I will put Kel. I'm not saying you deserve Kelsey. <laughs> I'm just saying he won't let me, but she's amazing. I'm just saying there are 
women out there who are awesome raised ladies. by incredible people awesome who have their ladies. head on straight that are going to be head they're waiting for the man for you they're waiting for the man to show up they're waiting for the guy they are. to be head and shoulders over all the other idiots out there mm. and i laugh we, we we talk about this all the time when you're a value creator when your head's on straight and you've got your five priorities straight it's like shooting fish in a barrel because your entire generation is delayed it's it's, it's immediate gratification mm. All my news comes from social media, which I'm addicted to six hours a day. I get Amazon Prime. Everything's at my fingertips. I don't have any idea what it means to like work and struggle for the right things and create mm -hmm. value in the world. Mm -hmm. When you get the mind to like connect with God, then it's wife. When you have one, then your kids and your health, then your business. It, like You will be head and shoulders above anybody else your age. It's insane. And then the women who have their head on straight will come out of the woodworks. When all you need is one. Bars and bunk, whenever, Bumble, are not the place for any of you right now. I yeah. mean, this guy might disagree. <laughs> but I'm saying bars and Bumble are not for you. But if because you can, they will find you. I'm, I'm not joking no, no, here. They'll, they'll find you. If you can get this. And, and so my point is, is your factoring business success, which I, you're doing that, right? Keep in mind this relationship part. And be intentional when you do date is all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And it, it means when you go to date a one, literally go, hey, from all signs here, she's not just amazing, attractive and all this, but she, dude, she's got this faith that's real. She's got character. She's got these characteristics that goes, this is because you guys are all racehorses. And if you, if you hook up to a plow hag that literally looks shiny, but okay they don't know what that means like an old plow horse it's literally like just an old you know outback and 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 it isn't going to keep pace right yeah. i get to go where i get to go because i i married oh, yeah. a woman who's a go right mm -hmm. you married amy I, I haven't had the opportunity right mindy's and amy I'm mindy's and amy right you married so all i'm saying uh, is we married up we yeah, married up yeah, and, yeah. and when you do this you find someone you can go on the journey with mm -hmm. anyways get this right what we'll talk kids have as many as you can have them as early as you can grow up with them blow all the all the junk out of like wait till you're 40 the message they're one. getting is you got to get all this money no, you got to do all no. this stuff till you have kids no it's no. bull it is right, bull. Chad? it's crop it's bull it's crop. crop you guys are already ready where you're at right now and it's okay to be broke up front it's okay as long as your work i think it's right your character's right your honorable lord all your values you just said and i'm already saying this i just from hearing you talk i mean it from a financial standpoint i would entrust any one of my daughters to you guys Okay, from a financial standpoint, you guys, you're, 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 you're doing the work. You're ready to go do it. I'm not, that is like the least of my worries with guys for my daughter. It's, it's, and that's like number one for most dads. How are you going to pay for it? I'm like, yeah. dude, get a life. This guy, I mean, I, I mean it. Because I do you think, look at. I'm looking at, dude, does this guy know the Lord, first of all? Yeah. Is he literally a, a guy that wants to walk with God? Is his faith real? Or is he just blowing smoke and, 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 and he's a fraud, right? Is he real? Is he just walking? And is he literally pressing into that? Then, does he have work ethic? Work ethic. Dude, I married my daughter. My daughter, Carolyn, she's freaking amazing. 20 years old. Married her off to an 18-year-old dude last year. No joke. But I'll tell you what. Austin's a freaking man. He's a freaking man. And I mean, he's now 19 and a half. They have a kid. He's a beast. This guy, I, I, everybody in his world wants to hire him, right? He's doing his own business on the side. He's, I mean, the guy, and it's crazy. I, and I look at the way he's leading his family, but this guy's the real deal. And, and I have so much respect for this young man. But you guys, we're in a 
we live in a time of generation where men used to be called men at 12 and 13. Because guess what? At 14 years old, you could have a baby, right? And the culture used to be you raise this and it was children and then you were a man. There was never this adolescent mm-hmm. seven-year period of like turned into 40 years of just, you know, being lost. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not asking Insurance with your parents say you're 26. All of <laughs> yeah. Cleaners, Twixers, whatever you guys call them. So, so the ability to just kind of turn some of these things on your head, I think being well, willing, because because if you if a young man has character and work ethic, and I literally could validate you know, so quickly any one of you, right, by calling... You guys work with these guys. I can call six guys in your world and quickly find out who this man is. Does he show up on time? Does he finish what he start? Does he is he hustling? Is it eager to learn? Does he is say he humble? Thank you. Yeah, all the referability <laughs> habits, right? Is he this guy? Yeah. And and is he is he growing? Is he learning? Is he what? I mean, does he apologize when he screws up? Mm-hmm. Right? Is he humble? I mean, all of a sudden you start getting the picture and you're like, okay, I'll bet on that guy, right? And so to me, it's that stuff. I don't care how much they have in savings. I don't care what their degree is. I don't care what, you know, what their career path has been at this point. What are they doing? And are they doing it heartily as under the Lord? Are they doing it with capability? And are they gaining constant capability? And are they ambitious? Right? If I have that, it's fire, right? You guys have all that. I think you have all that, right? And so I sit there and go, this is rich, right? This is gold, dude. Well, no, I'm just a wild man with crazy ideas, but I'm telling you, I'm testing them out all the time, right? No, I'm so I, I'm thinking about I me. I test these I'm thinking out. about me in 15 years with yeah. my kids. Yeah, you're, you're going to be the That's dude. what I'm thinking. When you're and it happens like that, right? Wow. So anyways, we sit. So I say number three is have those babies. The world is actually imploding on itself right now. Um, because yeah. of the lack of people having children. Mm-hmm. Because we live in the most selfish generation over time. And everybody's bought in the myth. The kids are actually, I mean, seriously, after you have three or more, they literally come to you. And you probably, Jim, experienced this. Oh, my gosh. Like, what on earth? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, literally, I've been in Costco and people are like, oh, do you want mine? <laughs> in front of their kids. Oh, yeah. Man. And I'm sitting there going, dude, you can joke while you want, but not in front of your kid. I'm about to kick you down the street. I mean, it's funny if you're not in whatever, but it's not. Anyways, I see all that to say. Kids are a blessing from the Lord. Genesis to Revelation. Read Psalm 127. Read Psalm 128. Dude, the people that sit with the elders of the land are the people who have done it. They've lived it. They've just been in it. And it's just a cool thing. Anyways, I just, if you can get a mindset shift around that, and I know that's probably like, whoa, what is this guy doing? Thought we were going to talk business or something. Anyway, we're getting there. Okay. <laughs> Faith, marriage, parenting. The way you think now makes your marriage better or worse, right? All the baggage we do. So we've done 17 years of marriage coaching and newlywed coaching with newlywed couples. Have a passion for it. You'll come to our newlywed retreat. It's awesome, right? We want to coach these couples while they're young, help them build really awesome relationships. Mm-hmm. We get people married. We do premarital counseling and then they get... 10 years off the road and they hate each other. And then we try to pay for all the therapy. And I'm like, no, nah, let's coach, right? It's like what you guys are doing with this mentorship. Let's mentor early, right? Anyways, so you get this. If you have these mindsets, it will protect you. You'll marry well. You're going to be able to have this beautiful family. And then, and again, God may bless you with zero children, okay? That's not it. I know my my nephew has adopted seven kids right now. No joke. He has a rainbow. He has a total rainbow. An Asian little girl, two black kids, two whites, and a little, I mean, it's like this beautiful bouquet. Anyways, it's rap. Anyway, so here's, 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 uh, here's the deal. Kids are a blessing. Forget what the world says about it. And then, pour, you know, build your life so that these guys are priorities when you do it and you build it now. Health. 
I put health board. A lot of people say, and it's funny, it actually kind of comes up here, but in the sense that life and business and everything we do, it's an energy game, right? It's an energy game. And if you've ever lost your health, and I did twice because I didn't steward it well, I, and I literally put everything else at risk. I wasn't the husband I needed to be. I wasn't the provider. I wasn't the business person. I wasn't any of that. And I wasn't the father. So being mindful of it, and yet I also don't want to worship it, right? We live in a culture where it's like, oh, I need to be Jack, and I need to be Tan, and I need to be, you know, whatever. And it's like, you know, I don't need all that, but I want to be super crazy high functioning. I want to be high performance. I want to do everything with a high level of excellence and it's energy, and I want to do it forever. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to be skiing with these guys when I'm 80, right? 90. Mm-hmm. So it's like trying to build You're that carbon over you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to be, I'm going to be skiing with Chris tomorrow, right? How old are you, Chris? 71. That's what I'm yeah, talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I want. It could be he's, he's a bomber. That's what I want. Oh, he's freaking crazy. See, that's what I want. And all day, too. He skips lunch. Chris, it's how many vertical can I get in a day? How many vertical Dude. can I get in a day? That's my man. I want to be that's awesome. that is my man right there. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. He's, oh. he's sweet talking the lift operator. Let's <laughs> get him one more time. Last year. I swear, I've seen it. It's, it's crazy. I love that. But that's a mindset, right? That's the mindset. It's a lifestyle. It's a, and it is a lifestyle. Not, he does it's not working out. No, so no. Living right. It's living. It's it, it, yeah. it's everything, right? Yeah. That's it. And I love it. Right? So if we sustain that. And there's only a handful of people, by the way, that we know that think that way. Like, that's why one of my favorite things about all ski dogs is you and Tom. Mm-hmm. The leaders of the pack. They think that way. And Hans. And Hans. Hans. Hans was skiing You, Tom, and Hans. He's 80. To you four now. You four? You, Tom, and Hans, and the relationship you guys have had for four decades, and your families, and how you like think about this stuff, man. It's good. Here we are. You guys are in your seventies. Unbelievable, like kids, grandkids. It's just a really cool picture, man. It's awesome. Well, you've probably all heard this. If you think you can, or if you think you can't. (laughs) You're right. It's (laughs) the thinking that makes it so. That's it. School. I had a relative a couple years ago <clears throat> tell me that they're like retiring, taking a step back. They've only got ten years left. Mm-hmm. They were they were sixty one. Oh, yeah. How old are you? Seventy one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're sitting here like, oh really? You're supposed to die tomorrow? <laughs> and I like, and it was the most painful. And I was all mindset. And I went, mindset. How do I as your? How do I tell you? What right. you are thinking is absolutely wrong. Right. And so I'm trying to get him coached. Think I'm trying to get him with you know because it is all mindset. Like that's right. And you're gonna wake up tomorrow just as fired up as you were that's today right. with business and family and health and relationships. Your if your health is there, you never feel any different. But what's that? I, I don't feel any different. My favorite quote. Oh, I forgot who said it. If he who has his health has a thousand dreams. Yeah, he who does not have his health has only one. Let's <laughs> mm-hmm. go. Real quick, last yeah. summer we're in Austin, Texas, 95 degrees outside. We're visiting one of the properties. When we're there, we're obviously looking at the books and the numbers and everything, make sure no dollars are walking out the door. But that's not the only way reason that we're there. He's out there power washing the sidewalks in 95 degree heat for like six hours. I'm like three hours in power washing and I'm like, I'm dog, I'm dead. <laughs> completely wet with sweat. I'll be in the pool, I'm dad. Like, I'm turning the power washer on myself. You know, and he's <laughs> just out there just wow. humming for six so hours in 95, 100 heat. Just enjoy it. 
<laughs> yeah, and he just yeah. doesn't. It's part of who he is. He doesn't freaking so stop. Cool. It's, it really That's pisses awesome. me off. Tom said that at lunch. So interesting to pull these threads. Tom at lunch was just like, I want to be in the deep end. I want to be on the high end of risk. I want to be at the front end of creating value. I want to be hard charging. I'm in my 70s, but who cares? He wants to build more bird kings in the next two years than he's ever had. Wow. And he's what, 77? That's so cool. That's the mindset, man. We have employees that'll power watch. We have employees that'll that'll snake the drains. But he's like, hey, this needs to be done. You're working on a furnace. I'm going to go. Let's get it done. I'm gonna go fish this poop out of this toilet. You know, it's <laughs> no job too small. It's awesome. Mindset. So good. Mindset. It is inspiring. Um, but you know, I'm out there doing the labor stuff because he's the brains. He does all the work. <laughs> you put him in there and do the books. <laughs> yeah, you got air conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You figured it out quick. Hey, what's that so important? <laughs> so we were in the hot tub a few minutes ago, and I was kind of joking, like, let's get out and get in the snow, you know, thinking that'd be a nice little cold challenge. <laughs> These yahoos are like, let's go. It was Scotty's idea. I didn't know there was a in creek. In the creek. Gore Creek right here. <laughs> so we hiked down through the snow, got in the creek. Jeez. I couldn't Burn breathe. Man. I was losing my mind. <laughs> you were awesome. awesome. John, were awesome. John, how do I regulate? How do I regulate? <laughs> <laughs> how do I breathe? How do I breathe? And then he went into the zone. Okay. Okay. He did. Scott said 11 minutes of cold and 57 of heat in a week is the optimal. Uh, doesn't matter. Uh, the killer, 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 killer zone. So Come on. Are you get, you're an ice and heat guy? Yeah. I try, most days I'll try to yeah. get an ice bath. Yeah. yeah. Ice baths are game changing. So yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. finish your uh, how 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 four. four. Ties us to five because this is critical. Okay, five to me. Wait, wait, what's health to you? Because you gotta tell these guys. I've seen you I've seen you get outside at seven, six thirty in the morning in like Chicago, eleven degrees. Explain this more. What does health mean in your It's what Jim said to me. It's, it, it, I loved what you said. It's lifestyle. It's it's like there's there's a way of being, right? It's a way of being. I see myself kind of as this. It's weird. I, I've kind of like classified in my mind that I'm an entrepreneurial athlete, right? Mm-hmm. Which is just I'm competing against myself every day. But I I see myself getting better every year, mm-hmm. right? And so like in in my mind I'm going. I just want to get stronger. I want to get healthier, and I want to get better. Rather than we see this model. It's like, oh, you're done. All my peers say, I mean, I'm only 52, but they're sitting there going, oh, you know, we used to do that. And I'm like, no, I still do that, <laughs> right? I mean, I sent Corbett's down the middle three years ago, go trail, you know, 35 feet. Scotty and I, we, we, you know, you push each other, right? So it's like, I say that to say, my goal is just, is the lifestyle to wake up every morning, put on my shoes and get my body moving. And, and for me, I have habits. It's all about habits. Dan, my coach, our coach, you're 100% disciplined, your existing set of habits. Mm-hmm. It's not about me. I don't work at being, you know, taking care of health anymore. It's all habits. A good I, habit. I, it's just, just as hard to break as a bad It habit. is. And mm-hmm. once you think about that, that's gold. This guy's cool. said good habits. You know, decades. so you guys building on it. I mean, and I have simple little rules. I do one dessert a week, right? And I love dessert, but it like, Sugar's a killer. So I just go, okay, I'm going to have one a week. It's my thing. I look forward to it. Mm-hmm. But it's like by making my own little rules and they become habits, it's like, because I would eat it twice a day before, right? I mean, mm-hmm. or three times or every time it was available. So I just, 
you just start building one habit upon another and they're just simple and then add another one and add another one. And it's like, I mean, choosing your first thought of the day is one of the healthiest habits I have. I wake up, I used to wake up thinking about negative things or overwhelm or what didn't get done or what employee you need to fire. I mean, all the stuff. And now it was like, I learned, hey, if I take that first thought captive, which is again, a biblical principle that take every thought captive to obedience Christ. Don't let my mind run. So I literally wake up and say, thank you, Lord. Mm -hmm. And then I fill in the blank mm -hmm. and I have so much to be grateful for. Mm -hmm. So I start there, put on my running shoes. I go out and I get in weather immediately. I don't care if it's freezing cold, boiling hot. I just start moving my body, get outdoors. I think we become thermal pansies. I love hot and cold, Wim Hof, all that stuff. Cause it just, it, it builds this resilience. It's good for your immunity. There's so many, like Scott was saying, there's just so many health benefits. So by running, and now I'm starting to learn that I ran too much when I was younger and I'm starting to have to do weights, not have to, I get to, I love weights, right? And so I'm starting to just last two quarters, really starting to try to build more muscle mass, right? But it, it's just, like but this it's boy easy. Up here. I know, I want to be Casey. I walked in. <laughs> six pounds up in muscle. What are you, 15 already? Dang. Oh, since when? I don't know. You Last time I saw while. you, you did not have arms and shoulders. Right. Uh, <laughs> when did you, when did you start? Hitting well, you know, I lifted in high school for football. And yeah. Then, These like, guys are doing it right now. Was on and off in college, and yeah. then fell off right after college because it was, you know, let's make money, and then health came. Really, you know, it was. Yeah. About I don't want to say. Uh, Ten years, no, eight years ago. My dad and I both got off sugar yeah. for the most part, but yeah. we do the Wednesdays. My wife and I have a yeah. chocolate frozen banana or Come on. A, right? an ice cream or something. It tastes 10 it's times better. Wednesday and it tastes mm -hmm. 10 times better. Yeah, they just don't care. On Wednesdays, you know. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, it, it definitely helped. And then you just got to ignore the thoughts of, I can skip today. You know, yeah. It's so easy to skip today. Yeah. You know, I could do it tomorrow. Yeah. I'm a little bit sore here. We'll then work on something else. You know, Dude, I heard that's the most good. unbelievable thing. It's so easy thing. to skip. Uh, somebody told oh, who was it? Ed Milet. Oh, wow. You guys know who Ed Milet is? No. He's yeah. A, he's a heck yeah. of a guy to follow. He's a character. He's a character. Great podcast. Incredible. Filter Believer. The, filter the. Yeah. He said. Filter the audience. Filter it, but he's a believer <laughs> and he's got some incredible stuff. He said one time, he says, You want to change any habit? Make it your identity, not your, mm. not your to-do list. Mm. So I'm not a, I'm not a drinker. Right. You just it's different than it. saying I, I don't drink. I don't eat sugar. I'm not a sugar eater. I don't do sugar. I do sugar once a week. That's yeah. who I am. That's my identity. Instead of I try to resist sugar when I can. Like you make it your identity. It's good. Right. That's good. I Own move it. in the yeah, morning for 40 minutes. I get up and I move. I'm a mover. Yeah. So this is like a, it's a culture. It is. It so is. like, it's what you think. This is what I love about family culture. I'm getting this from Chris Smith and everybody's telling me, yeah. I was like, when you make it your family culture, like one thing we did with the kids last year is we said, Hey, Donald's do hard things. Mm. We started telling yeah. me after we talked, yeah. we work ethic with Mark, Tim and you, yeah. it's like, Hey, Donald's do hard things. Now my four-year-old and Reagan, they'll do hard things. They'll go pull a hundred weeds. Cause it's Donald's do hard thing. And I, all I have to do is say it yeah, and they know it's their identity as a Donald yeah. to do hard things. Donald's make things, leave things better. That's mm -hmm. one of our family mm -hmm. cultures. Mm -hmm. So now my kids know that when they're at a friend's house, their job is to make sure when they leave, it's better. They don't make a mess. Their room is cleaner at the end of the day. Like cool. Donald's leave things better. Donald's do the right thing. No matter what Donald's say, 
no matter what, they always tell the truth because they always leave, you know, they do the right thing no matter what, even if nobody's looking, because that's what integrity is. Mm-hmm. So my kids are getting this identity into them of what it means to have our last name. So mm-hmm. and if what Tom did not tell you guys at lunch is his parenting. He has, I can't wait for you two to talk about this. Yeah. He he has some unbelievable parenting tips. Mm-hmm. And one of them has to do with like mm-hmm. how you have a household. But it's just as good in a business, which you guys did hear about, right? Mm-hmm. The positive, the thinking, the coaching. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't cool. know Tom's history, but he's oh. top 10 in the world of leaders. Like business leader type minds. And would you agree? No, for sure. The guy's unbelievable. For sure. So, yeah, I think it's when cool. you set your identity, I'm this and not that, and you just make that, it's no longer even a habit. It's like, this is how I live. Mm-hmm. And this it's is the difference between dieting and lifestyle change. Yeah. It's a change. It's an identity thing. It's like, this is what I do. Yeah. This so is Chad, how I live. Chad, put a bow on health for us and then tell us about number five. Again, yeah. health, you know all the stuff and, and it's endless and it's interesting. But again, it's, it's funny because I'm in, I'm in coach. They have this lifetime extender program. You get all these doctors that are built. I mean, they build a life around hacking everything. And I mean, there's so much exploration and innovation, all that. And I'm not the guy that's on the bleeding edge of everything. I don't need to be. I think there's a lot of accessible, low-hanging fruit that it's all the common accessible stuff that you just got to do. And if you are doers and you adopt it, it's great. But it, it's like everything else. I love what you said. It's a mindset, mindset that I'm going to be this way and I'm always going to get better and stronger and healthier for the duration, um, which just really is fun. It becomes your endless challenge. So and there's a million ways to motivate yourself, and pick targets and goals and all that. But but the last one for me, the John 5, is using your unique abilities, your God-given gifts, right? And to create value in the world. And that can look a million different ways based on how we're built right and it's really honoring that handprint of god on your life when you sit there and you go you are so good at this right you are so good at this and and really getting good at actually ignoring all the areas that you're not good at and and letting god bring other people in your life into your team on your into your company into your world to help you right and realize that you do need great help but that you can be the best in the world at certain things and that when you get to be the best in the world at certain things, not only does the compensation take care of itself, because, you know, there's a scripture that says, you see a man skilled in his work, he will stand before kings, right? Most, you look at the, the great sculptor, Michelangelo, and the guy starts out, you know, in the shed. And before you know it, it's, it's you know, the Pope and the emperors and all the, I mean, it's like, you got to work, you got to come here. You know, and it's funny because my daughter's a pianist and literally for the last four months, some guy who, you know, he's kind of a king in his own right, uh, super successful business owner, recognize her talent, loves music. He's paying to have her do four different, you know, uh, uh, albums, hiring all the musicians, putting together, because he wants to tap her talent for some of the things he's, you know, it's just like the doors open and you guys are already seeing that. I've heard your little story, how you guys are applying yourselves. But so if you can become the best in the world at what you do by paying attention to those things, and leaning into it and cultivating it. And when you find someone who's doing it, you know, going and seeking them, sitting with, take them to lunch, all the stuff you're doing and, and, and then pay for the coaching, right? Pay for the mentoring, get people in your life, follow them around, invest, invest, invest. I don't know anybody who gets where they want to be. Yeah. That isn't constantly investing in their bigger future. Mm -hmm. And then to me, if, if work, career, life, 
and I put ministry here, okay? Now, this a lot of people, especially pastors and people are like, what? You know, but guess what happens? If people take their career, they take their business life, or they take ministry, and they put it number one, which is what a lot of people do, what happens? All the time. Falls apart. They lose their spouse or family or estranged kids, yeah. help them. And then guess what? Does that ever impact your business? Have you ever talked to people who've gone through the hell of having everything else fall apart and know what it does to their business? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's unbelievable the devastation that happens, right? It happens to wealth, you know, divorce. You want to, you want to make yourself poor quick, just go through about six or seven divorces, mm -hmm. right? I mean, it's just like you talk about the undoing of, of what you it's want. like a tenured professor having yeah. an ex-wife. It's just so, so you sit there and went, but the same thing, if you have a ministry, because I think we're all called to minister mm. in certain ways, mm. right? Whether you're, and I'm not a pastor, nowhere near, but I think we all have a call in our life to serve certain people. You're already serving high schoolers, right? And I mean, when I say minister, it's, it's helping someone along the way. And, and, and I knew early on, I wanted to help married couples. I wanted to help. It's funny. I, I had a man camp for seven years where I'd bring people to my farm and we'd put them through all these paces because I wanted to pour into young men. So I, I, that's why my heart, what you're doing is so aligned. But if ministry, if a pastor makes ministry, number one, if I do, if I make my career, if I make finance, if I whatever, all of these go to risk and then the longevity of ultimate success fails, right? And so to win the long game, which is to me, the only way to measure life is in total. Like I literally ran these couples through an exercise this weekend where, hey, you died today. Game over, now look back. What worked? What do you feel grateful for? What were you known for? What do people say? What was your character, right? What's your reputation? What did you contribute? What was your purpose? What was your impact? What's the, really, what's the fruit of your life? And it was crazy cool because they didn't die. They didn't, they get a chance to change. And a lot of them said, if I look back, my regret is that I've been living separate from my wife. Right. I'm living, we're living on parallel tracks, but we don't even like each other anymore. And we don't want that to be our legacy. So we're going to do it differently going forward. Right. So if we can look at the end and, you know, Stephen Covey, begin with the end in mind and which is what these guys are helping you guys do. The Tom said at lunch. Right. Mm -hmm. Begin with the end in mind. And then everything else builds towards that. You get this longevity of comp. I mean, this man's a great testimony of compounding investment and effort over time and the blessing buy a house for 23 75 it's worth millions right that's what that's what you're doing here and you start young but you're doing it with all areas of your life and never are they ever all in balance the myth of balance is there's gonna be a season like right now you guys are pouring in i, I pray to god you're pouring into your faith you're pouring into your career developing your capabilities your unique abilities your god-given gifts right building mentors relationships friendships, all this, and you're preparing to be the man that lead your family here, right? You're not parenting, you're not worrying about that, and you're stewarding your health, right? You got a lot to focus on here, but you, there's a season. There'll be a day where you may sit there and go, hun, we're gonna be chilling, but got, I gotta put 90 days into this business. And your, your wife's gonna get you, right? And she, if you're aligned, you're on the, it's okay, right? There's seasons. She knows you're gonna not abandon her, it's not gonna be nine years, right? Where it is for some. So the myth of balance is there. But, but it's always like prayerfully saying, Lord, what's needed now? What's my opportunity now? And pressing into it, right? 
So anyways, I would just encourage you highly, build your faith, man, grow in that. And that's, again, that's just personal. This isn't church activity. This isn't busyness. This is you being right with God. Okay, church is down here. Anyways, still important. That's my deal. Can, um, since you were on point two, yeah, I wanted to go back and try to add something to point Please one. Please do. No, I'm so glad I waited because it all just ties in. Um, so having a confidence in your faith yeah. is so important. And, it, and the world is so much against that. And there's so much deception out there that you don't even know is deception. Yeah. And, you know, I waiting to the very end, right? You, you use your God-given skills, yeah. gifts. Um, so I have a confidence and I've been able to tell this to my kids with, it's, it's so cool, the confidence that I have in God being absolute, it's true. The Bible is, you know, yeah, it's true. No, 100% true. And for me, that confidence comes from actually a scientific side of thing. The world is lying about the science side of thing. So I've been very blessed to be part of the best creation science mind in the world on, you know, creation is true. It absolutely happened. And, you know, I could hijack this for a long time. <laughs> His father-in-law is the world's foremost creationist. Yeah. And it's Who's your father? Walt Brown. So he, oh he wrote in the beginning, compelling evidence for creation and the flood. Wow. We can talk about that tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> well, but the point is, it explains the science is 100% without a doubt on the side of the Bible and a Christian. And when somebody comes and tries to give you, you know, undermine that foundation, of course, that's what Satan wants to do. Evolution is an absolute lie. And it's so easy to... to you know, battle against that, but it's so hard to do in this world. And if you have that confidence, it makes, this is so easy. Yeah. When you have a true confidence that you would get from the, it's faith, right? You know, I mean, you don't reason somebody to it. It is faith. Yeah. But when you have that confidence, then the rest of the stuff just ties in so well. Yeah. And it makes all the rest of the stuff. I mean, yes, the confidence yeah. is there, but thankful. Yeah. You talk about being thankful. Absolutely. That changes your world when you're thankful about things. Yeah. Realize, I mean, I I am blessed to have been exposed to this and to be around yeah. people like this and, you know, yeah. and it just keeps going on. But yeah. if you, I mean, love to talk to any of you guys about this and, you know, like I said, I can hijack it, but it is, it is so cool when I run into somebody and I can talk science on the side of the Bible is real. And it very quickly switches to the Bible. Yeah, yeah. No, you were created. This world is not here by chance. Yep. And Amen. yeah, so it, it's, it's uh, the confidence in yep. this. Yep. Number one, yep. have it Huge. without any doubt. What do they do to your kids? Yeah. So good. Yeah. What's that? The moment my kids started to understand that they had a plan, a purpose. Yeah. They were created for a reason. Yeah. That they're loved and valued. It's beautiful. It wasn't chance. Yeah. Can I give, that, does, that does wonders for a job. Can I give one other quick thing? Because it ties in with this. We mentioned earlier the ability to take our thoughts captive. Okay. And if there's one thing I wish I would have known way earlier is that every thought we have is building our brain or tearing it down. Scripture says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. Science is caught up with Scripture. It's caught up. And it's proven neuroplasticity, neuroscience, that we can literally rebuild our brains. We can build brains, right? 
and and the superhighways in our mind that are patterns of repetitive thought are either serving us or they're undermining our bigger future, okay, in some way. And so every thought you think every day matters. So if we're entertaining thoughts of, oh my gosh, I'm such a loser, you know, what a screw up. You're literally reinforcing a highway of I'm the biggest loser, I'm a big screw up. And I say this because up till I was 34 years old, I didn't know I was damaging my brain, right? And then at 34, I, by the grace of God, I got Dan Sullivan to talk about the gap and the gain. And I understood he was talking about Romans 12, 2 and uh, Philippians 4, 8. And so where he says, and I won't go into it all, but the long short of it is we aren't even told in scripture, we're told to talk, think about things that are true, but often we stop there. And so we validate something that's negative in our past and said, oh, well, it's true. So what? Scripture says, what sort of things are true? What sort of things are just? What sort of things are honest? What sort of things are pure? What sort of things are lovely? What sort of things are of good report? If there be any virtue, any praise, now think on that. It's a filter. And so it's got to be true to start with, but then it's got to go through all the other filters. If it comes out that other end, that's gold for your brain. And if you think on that, you're going to build unbelievable patterns in your mind and you're going to build this capability to stay in your right mind, which is thinking according to truth, which is thinking according to God's word, thinking according to what's right and affirming those right identities, all those things. I'm convinced today, 18 years later, I have a different brain. If I got a brain scan, it wouldn't look like the same brain. And it's because I finally learned this. So if you could just recognize that fact and check your thinking often, how am I thinking about this? Am I thinking self-defeating thoughts? Am I and then read the book, The Gap and the Gain, and put this together because it's an unfair advantage to know how to think about everything, right? About everything, not just one thing, yeah, but to literally, right? Week. It's, last week it's, of my life was it's, because of it. Right? Imagine going through that. One of my businesses, I lost $15 million in, shoot, uh, under 12 months. And it was a lot for me. And I'm sitting there going, and every, nobody knew it in the sense that they're sitting there going, Chad, when they found out, well, why aren't you depressed? Why aren't you, how is that, how are you dealing with this? I said, are you kidding me? I'm as healthy as I've ever been. My God's still on his throne, still loves me. I, I, my wife loves me. You know, we had great sex last night. And this is, you know, <laughs> sorry, it's real, right? And my Just kids- poor kid number nine. <laughs> <laughs> my kids are all in a good spot and they're doing well. And my wife liked me when I was broke and I still am worth millions of dollars. What am I complaining about guys, right? We got to know how to measure. Read that book. It's game changing. It'll take you through those challenging times. It'll teach you how to measure backwards. Anyways, I took far too long, probably. But that, gotta, those, gotta, that's giant five. I got to follow that. The reason why G5 is real. I've had six, 600 employees in Apex before we sold it last year. 120 franchises. Every single failure in a franchise market that launched was because of a, a G5, a priority completely off, like off. They prioritized everything else in the wrong direction. They put business over other things, over their health, over their marriage, over their kids. There was addiction. There was divorce. There was health issues. There was, you could literally diagnose every single franchise failure. We didn't have a lot. We were like top 1% in the industry, but everyone was extremely costly and every single person went bankrupt because of a priority that was wrong. And, and I'll tell you that my top 10 franchisees out of all 600 people had the G5 nailed. Mm -hmm. 
And I didn't see it until he clearly articulated it. And then I went, bing, oh my gosh, Kim Freed, Ron, like the glass, like everybody, like Denver, Texas, like uh, Minnesota, New York, Florida, every single person that made me get this, 80% of my royalties came from 10 people in a 500 million fundraising company. 80% came from 10 people who had their G5 set, who would take a month off to do this with their family, who would make sure that their health was in order, that, that their, their God and their faith and their, their priorities were set. They're, they're, it just, you could just see it. Their, their employees trusted them more, right? They were able to develop people because they loved them better. They, like, it, it, was, it was so clear that I went, you just articulated the best like setup for a healthy life. It's the best framework for a healthy life. And I've personally seen this. And I know personally what it's like to have someone who has their G5 priorities opposite because it costs me millions of dollars when somebody messes up and they get addicted and they get divorced and they sue you because they think it's your fault. And then the business, I've just seen it personally. So just trust me, I'm, I'm going through this like rep after rep. I've experienced it in the last week to a very painful degree. And going forward in my life, I will be prioritizing who I work with as a G5 priority from now on, everyone I talk to. I will never work with anyone who doesn't have their five in order because it's too costly. I'll pile on that real quickly. I was working at a commercial real estate firm in Hermosa Beach and I was working for a guy who went from one or two triple net properties that he owned to 150 in like a year. He hustled, he killed it. You know, he was a very small operation. After he got to that 150, he created an office got a bank of people to call, hired me as a, a, a CFO for accounting. And then he, you know, all of a sudden had all this money, started to step out on his wife. He went through a divorce. I had to actually do the accounting yeah. to oh, oh, the divorce. Yeah. I went from, you know, doing accounting for real estate to, you know, I had Navigate. a front row seat. Talk about a market crash. His divorce. This <laughs> is your value in one his day. His business completely plateaued when that yeah. happened. And I'm still in contact with some people that work in that office. He hasn't grown past the 150 triple net lease mark. Um, he even, if there was a dip there, of course the divorce hurt a lot. He gave, became at risk of losing the lease space that he leased out, you know, and you know, I could just, it didn't, I mean, it kind of clicked with me then, but now hearing this, I'm like, totally, that's exactly what happened. He, yeah. he got some success and then, and I mean, his, his wife was beautiful. He had two kids. Of course. They had a great place in Manhattan there. Beach. Like he had the world. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden he was doing these trips to Vegas, you know, and I could see it in the expenses. You know, <laughs> for, for, I mean, we were doing his, his business. I was doing his business books and his personal credit card and everything. Like we, me and his like, CFO. Red, red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. We were doing everything, you know, to the point of paying his home mortgage and everything. You know, we were just, we had a complete inside look and it didn't really dawn on me, you know, that that was what caused the mm -hmm. plateau until literally I'm sitting right here and I'm like, oh shit, that's exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. And he mm -hmm. experienced a crazy amount of success. He could have blown up to, you know, a thousand triple net leases and he stops know, the train. It just completely flatlined his, or at least stalemated his business. You know, mm -hmm. it definitely had an effect. And then think about your kids in 20 years. Yeah. Like it's just, 
you don't realize the third and fourth order of consequence of the kingdom of God is just an opposite thing. The world keeps saying, go get this stuff first, and then you'll find happiness, and then you'll find God and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And Matthew 6.33 says, yeah. seek first the kingdom of God. Yeah. All this other stuff, your clothes, yeah. all these other things, they'll be added unto you. And it's so counterintuitive. It doesn't yeah. even make sense to our no, logical no, brain. No. It just doesn't seem right. No. But you see it in the world. You see you it laid out. It, you experience man. a taste of it, it both when you live by it, by God's yeah. grace, and then when you don't, and That's your right. life starts That's falling right. apart. Either way. It confirms it really quickly. That's right. right. There's two directions to my life. Yep. And one is to put God first and everything starts lining up. And the other is I start putting myself and certain things first. And it all starts taking a dumper real fast. Mm -hmm. two, yeah, personally, I, we all know when it goes out of order. Two passages that would be cool for you guys to read. You read Psalm 100, right? And he talks about this so clearly. He says, blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. We live in an age where everybody's speaking wisdom, right? Everybody's got a platform. Everybody's got a, a voice. Everybody's broadcasting stuff. And literally, people are like, oh, wisdom. How do we know wisdom versus folly, right? I mean, scripture talks about the fear of the Lord, the fear of his word. It's the beginning of wisdom. It starts there. If we don't have a biblical framework for wisdom and we're not filtering it through, all everything is just, it's ideas. It's pop psychology. It's the, the theme of the month. You know, it's like, and so it's so cool because he says, blessed man walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, his word, and in his law, he meditates day and night and he'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. It's will bring forth fruit in due season. It's leaf will not wither and whatsoever he does will prosper. I mean, it's like he just gives us this model and then you want a better one. Even go to Deuteronomy 14 or I mean, 28 Deuteronomy 28, look at verses one through 14. And it's literally like God's telling his people. He says, look, I want to bless you, but, I, I need you to listen to me and trust me and to know me. And if you know me and you trust me, I'm going to bless everything you put your hand to do. And he, Deuteronomy, he talks about, man, when it, whether you're in the city or in the country, whether you're in business, you're plowing your field, you're farming, you're having kids, you're building a family. I mean, he just lays it out. And those first 14 verses, you're just like, serious? And he literally says, my blessings are going to come upon you and overwhelm you. And I, I, I get today these, just this sense of God's, he's so faithful. He's so faithful. And, his, and, it, and it's like he wants to bless. And he's just saying, honor me in these ways. And I'm going to pour out this blessing. And I mean, when I sit down at my dinner table, um, <laughs> you know, and you just start to see what God's doing in your life. And you're like, it's, he's 100% he's about it. And uh, so you being able to cast your vision and line with his word and then build on it, pure gold. You had a question or a comment? Yes. I, so I feel like it's appropriate to ask as we're a bunch of dudes who pour into high schoolers, but I'm also a young life leader in Flagstaff who works with high schoolers in ministry. Yeah. How do you help high schoolers see their value? Just because I've lost two kids in the past month to suicide. Yeah. And so like, how do you help see their value as people? And like help them see their God-given stuff. It's such a good question, man. And I'm so sorry. It's 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 a plague right now. It's a scourge. And and to me, the root of it is is technology. Unfortunately, it's the phone and it's social media in particular for these young ones. In my opinion, it's driving this this bus. Um, I am so freaking against what's going on right now with that. But anyways, I say that to say. 
it's a big deal, right? For me as a parent, I know that I am from the moment of their birth intently recognizing their effort, okay? First of all, I don't believe in blowing smoke. Kids get real. We live in a world around that, you know, everybody's getting participation trophies, everybody's trying, and yet on social media, it gets really real and really raw because people are vicious, right? And so these people are either super unduly, you know, celebrated because of something, which isn't even necessarily warranted or they're utterly destroyed, right? And so I think your ability to take them as you've been talking about who God says we are as people. I mean, if they're a believer at all that hate God, but you, you've got a huge challenge because every voice is screaming in their ear a different message, a deceitful message, right? And then the, the, the thing to me is the ability to come alongside because I, I, I mean, discipleship is walking with someone, right? And that's hard to do if you're seeing them only once a week or once a month, right? That's why I, I'm, I'm a freak, but I'm so radically about my homeschool, homeschooling my kids because I want incessant amount of time because I want to be the voice in their ear reminding them of who they are and your ability to point them to who God says they are, be able to point out anything that you see in their life that's fruit, right? That's evidence of them, right? Any evidence of their uniqueness. If you can take them to assessments, you guys have talked about StrengthsFinder. Mm -hmm. I think there's nothing more validating to a human being than to sit there and say, hey, you know what? You are good at this, right? God made you in a certain way that you're gonna excel if you're in these types of situations. And I mean, there's a, a lot of great resources around that. And if they're high school age, you do StrengthsFinder, you do Colby, you get with us, do print, you get, uh, dude, go do the little 20, get them to do the $25 working genius that Patrick Valenciano came out. And they'll sit there and say, hey, am I a, an invention person or my tenacity, right? And they, they start to get pegs, I think, in their own mind that they can say part identity. I, I do this, I bring this. Oh, when I'm in a group, I add value. Right now, they feel like they're being measured by everybody else's standards, which is, are you beautiful or are you strong or are you athletic or mm -hmm. are you crushing the grade? I mean, we only have a few metrics. And if you're not fitting in one of those boxes, you're, they're going, you're a loser. And, and they don't recognize the way that God's made them unique. There's a book called Eight Great Smarts, which is a phenomenal read for people too. Because again, it starts to validate that, okay, maybe I'm not that great at school, right? But I'm really good with people, mm -hmm. right? I'm people smart. Or I, you know what? I'm actually really good with, with my hands. I'm actually physical smart. And instead of just, you know, book smart, right? Or I'm, you know, and I have this great intuition and they start to identify a bigger picture of who they are, right? Because obviously, self, I mean, someone taking their life, they've lost all sense of who they are and their value. Identity right? and value. Identity and value. When a kid right. loses, when a kid becomes hopeless, not just lose it, yeah. when a kid becomes completely hopeless of identity and value, yeah. that's when they go down a rabbit hole. There's nothing to And the devil's biggest goal is to steal, kill, and destroy mm -hmm. and silo you. Yeah. And make mm -hmm. you think there's no other alternative. So when a, when a kid can hear, you are loved, you are valuable, you're unique, you were created for a specific That's purpose. Right. That's right. Let's find it. Let's work on yes. it. Let's hone let's it. Let's figure that out. That is like one of the best you're attacks just against the way God is depression. Let's suicide. figure out what that is. That's it. Like our, you dude, you, I can't that. wait for you to read my book next month. Dude, I can't wait to read your book. <laughs> I just finished it. It's called Value Creation Kids. Come on. The book is about how to help a kid 
Come on. Learn a lens of value creation. What is what were they made for? Their Come strengths. Um, healthy struggle. We call it healthy struggle. The tagline is the healthy struggles your kids need to succeed. Come on. And the point of it is like if you can get a kid to think, mm. I was made for a reason, and I can find it and hone it and be of service to others. Right? I've taken at least 20 kids that almost committed suicide to go feed the homeless and they never ever thought about it again. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just giving you a practical example. Yeah. Not saying it's going to fix it. This is what happened to else. me. Yeah. They immediately changed the focus off them themselves. I'm the victim. I'm entitled. I deserve bad me, self-doubt. I'll never be good. Like to a value creation kit, which is I can be of service to somebody else. Mm-hmm. I can create material value, emotional value, I just made spiritual her value to somebody else. Somebody and I am helping, I'm cool. serving, I'm of value. When, cool. when a kid does that, honestly, when a 12 year old does it once, it sets them on a course. Every, like I spent four hours a couple weeks ago on this book, because I had a counselor help me with this stuff and Lee Benson's been helping. And I've spent four hours trying to figure out why am I who I am? Like what happened? Mm. My youth pastor just died. Rick, his, his service is in a week and I'm going to fly up for it. Uh, week and a half. He led me to the Lord and I did four hours of work. Like why am I who I am? Because when I was in seventh grade, every single month, he dragged us down to downtown Seattle, me and my five buddies for five years straight. He dragged us two-hour drive to downtown Seattle to Occidental Park, which is nicknamed Jurassic Park. 400 of the world's worst drug addicts. And we spent all night awake giving tuna fish sandwiches, cowboy coffee, cookies, and socks, and praying for homeless people. Every month for five years of my life. That was the number one thing by the widest margin that set me on this path. Everything, whether it's generosity, creating value in the world, my identity, how I think about things, how I operate, like things like that set you up. So if a kid knows identity and value, it changes everything. And it's like a reset button because you don't know where they're coming from. They're coming from a million directions, man. And what he said, social media is your backstage nightmare compared to everybody else's highlight reel. Right. It's a constant day, day. negative affirmation. I suck. Everyone else is good. Yeah. I'm worth nothing. Everybody else has it great. Because yeah. guess what? No one posts their shit. Mm. So it, it's, it's, it's so painful to hear. Because I'm in these stats all day, dude. Mm-hmm. Mental health went up 4x, you guys. Does everyone know this? COVID. Mental health. Mm-hmm. Suicide, drug, drug overdose, mental health issues went up four times. Everyone's saying it went up 40%. It's 4X. It's 400% since, 20, since March of 2020. And it's those attacks on kids. So you think the devil's not working hard right now? He's working overtime. Mm-hmm. And, and he's exactly right. You're in a killer spot. You're in, a, you're in, a, you're in an important, spot. important spot. Man. Yeah, it's front lines. Gravy Stack has a whole wing of this. And I'm with you, man, because I've got, there's guys in Genius. Yeah. There's three guys in Genius who have suicide in their family in the last. Yeah. And, and honestly, it's a lot of exactly what we just talked about. Yeah. And they're crushed and their G5 was all out of order. Yeah. And it's like, what do we do? Yeah. <sighs> man. It's a big deal. Keep doing whatever you're doing. Yep. You need, it's, it's needed more now than ever, dude.
Let me wrap us uh, up. Chad, would you give a prayer for these young men? I'd love to. For what they're doing? I'd love to. Dear Heavenly Father, I'm I'm so pumped, to be honest with you. I'm so grateful for divine appointments. I thank you for tonight. I thank you for the excitement I see in these young men's eyes and, and minds around a big, exciting future. I see the passion for discovering who you made them to be, Father. I see them not only just excited, they're taking action. They're men of action. They're men of, of duty. They're jumping into it with such a, uh, a joy and a, and a curiosity and a generosity. I'm just, Lord, I just thank you. And I pray that you continue. And, and James, you say, if any of us lack wisdom to ask of you, and I pray that their wisdom would come straight from you, that they would test every every voice, they would taste anything I've said tonight, anyone that gives them truth, that they would test it against your word, Lord, that they would know you, that they would seek after you with all their heart, that they would walk in purity before you, Lord, that they would not allow sin to hide in any facet or corner of their life, that they would walk close with one another, Lord, that you would make them mighty in spirit. Father, I pray that you would give them a vision for marriage, for family, for health, for for being value creators that you've just, again, uniquely fashioned them for, and then bring those men and women and mentors and and partners and all along the way, Father, as I think, I, I mean, I see you doing it already. It's just so beautiful. And Lord, I pray in all of this, you're going to prosper them because you say the hand of the diligent makes rich. And I pray that as they start to prosper, that they would remember that they are so incredibly nothing without you, Lord, and that they would remember that they would be humble. Father, when we're humble, you can use us. When we're humble, you can teach us. When you're humble, we're humble, you can direct us, Lord. And don't let pride creep in. It's so insidious and it can bite any one of us. And I just pray that you would give them that awareness that of when to just say, hey, you know, to stay at that place of hungry and humble and teachable. And Father, in this, I just, I get so excited about what you're going to do in their lives. I know these men right here are going to be men that 10 and 20 and 30 years down the road are going to impact a multitude of people, a multitude of people in business, in ministry, in the, just the, the walking out of their lives. Anyways, I just, I thank you and I praise you for them. I thank you for the time we get to have tomorrow. I pray for safety on the mountain and just epic powder turns. And I just thank you that made snow fun and fast. Anyways, we're just so blessed in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, got one more, one more question I want to ask as us just growing up together. We've been friends for basically forever at this point. Like yeah. your experience of leading groups and leading people that are just spending time together like, what would you say we should be doing to take our friendships and our group kind of together to the next level? And we're just different. We're, we're all very we're different. All very different yeah. Which is like, so awesome. Yeah. yeah. Right? I mean, I think you guys continuing to, uh, a fun exercise to continue to develop and pour into is your own unique ability to discovery, which I think is the most powerful form of education. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's what you're doing, but tapping into... You did strengths finders. I would love for, if they all done Colby. Have they all done print? Couple Colby. Have they done started Colby? I would do. Yeah. I would literally do Colby print strengths finder, mm-hmm. all of those things, and then have a little mastermind group sure. around. Yeah. Hey, how do we show up? Where are strengths and weakness? You're going to know how to support one another. You're going to know how to be a much better operating team, right? Can you respond um, to my advice for a second? What was your advice? I gave them some unconventional advice. I would love to hear. Make sure your friend group is moving in a direction. 
that everybody wants and a mm-hmm. vision for your future of your faith and your marriage and your family. Mm-hmm. And it's okay if someone doesn't want it Absolutely. to self-select out. That's basically Absolutely. what I told you. I've had friends that I'm like, man, come on. And they just don't. They don't want it. I have no obligation to that person mm-hmm. to speak into my life <clears throat> and, ha- and drag me back for the rest of my life. Huge. That happens. Huge. That's happened to many of my high school friends Huge. and college friends. Mm-hmm. Even friends when I was starting out, entre- people that were self, that were limiting, got it. You, you, it's not your responsibility to drag somebody else along the whole their whole life. So how do you absolutely. respond to that? You can invite them. I couldn't agree you can more. Invite them. Absolutely, invite people into the journey. They gotta choose it every day, though, going forward. For sure, they gotta choose dictate. it every day. Absolutely, they shouldn't dictate. No, but never. But bring them up and bring them up. Yeah, absolutely. And, and yet again, like you said, and if they opt out, people opt out. There's no doubt. It's so funny because I've had to upgrade friends many times along the way, mm-hmm. right? Of the circle that you're going to spend time with. You become the five people you spend the most time with. It's I'm, a fact. I'm actually in a really bad spot. <laughs> Facts. That's actually a weakness of mine right now. Mm-hmm. The fact that you're in a group is already putting like, you ahead of the game. And it is. He said earlier you're leveling each other up, whether it's on an individual basis or, you know, mm-hmm. maybe... The collective is bringing along a straggler, not that anyone's straggling or anything like that, but I'm names. I'm certainly in a situation <laughs> where I don't have any friends that are entrepreneurs. Yeah. You know, my biggest mentor and friend is sitting right below me. And like I'm completely, you know, super blessed to have him. You are able like, to follow him and he is yeah. You know, and now you're in like dad husband mode. I get it, dude. Yeah. I'm in a little group of two, but it is rubbing off on my wife. She's taking great strides in her career, and um, she's you know now thinking definitely outside of a corporate box more. Um, and so, you know, she's joining the group a little bit. But I honestly, all of my friends are like my sister is very successful, and her husband, and they're very close. I'm very close with them, which is nice. But they're still pretty corporate, um, and they don't really they're they're comfortable in that, and they're doing really well. So. Sure. That's their Dude, thing, you know. I know an amazing strategic coach group you need to join. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, but like in seriousness, it's him and ten other killers yeah. that go to him every quarter in L.A. Oh, I'm there. Yeah, Santa Monica. Uh, no, seriously, because it's I'm, dude. I'm with you, man. Because my friends are, I'm totally you know, they they have jobs, but they're just Casey, you they live the clock out and on. go on the weekends and and drink. I have one golf buddy who's starting in a family real estate thing too, and He's my biggest, yeah. you know, yeah. you got a guy. We sounding board guy, yeah. but we're not necessarily doing any deals together yet. Works you know? most people works but, the burden to get yeah. through to then get to the other states. Like other than that one yeah, buddy right. and my yeah. dad, like honestly, I I'm looking around at my other friends, like I need to get level it up. Other friends, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I like what, you guys. You guys are nice, but you know what, Casey? What a killer right there. I don't have a realization. I don't right. have a conversation. With, I don't like. No. My buddy, my golf buddy, and I can golf with each other every single day of the week because. We talk about the same stuff and we strive for the same things and none of my other friends have those goals. And it's almost like I'm just spinning my wheels hanging out with them. Dude, so I, even just being in a group. Dude, I got to tell you something. You know, when you were talking about this, I just made a realization as you were talking. Uh, I was working with this counselor for this book and he's a financial guru, but also like a life coach. And he goes, did you know that if you missed five single days in the market, in the last 50 years, if you missed five days, you would have a fourth of your money. He said the same is true with your, your network. 
five conversations, five calls to friends, five strategic coach days to reset your thinking, friendship, someone I got a call in a dire situation. I'm, I'm literally going through this right now in my life. Like I, something happened. I told you a little bit on the plane, like little, like one moment is worth more than five years of your life. Being in the right group and having those little moments changes everything in your whole life. So dude, I'm with you. Like that's gotta be like your network is your net worth. That's the same with your family, your marriage, your kids, your health. I got it. I got yeah, a great group I'm for struggling you. With, I, feel like, I, feel I got that, a great group for like you. I'm betraying my friends if I'm going to, mm. you know, leave them mm. behind, you know, mm. I feel that way, but Doing yeah, a little bit. you gotta yeah. do that. Here's what's cool. That's, what, that's what I've been trying to talk to you. Here's what's cool. Yeah. It, it's 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 interesting. You could look at it as I'm I'm leaving you behind, or you can. You well, I'm trying to bring them up. I'm like, right, hey, which I guess like this. You right. should do this. You right. should think like this. Right. And they're like, they don't want to. Hell no, man. Oh, cool. That sounds good. And I'm like, I literally sat over my friend's shoulder. I said, all right, let's open a TD Ameritrade account, <laughs> account together and just get something to work. You know, put some money to work. You know, just to yeah. put a foot in the door. That's the lowest barrier of entry. Mm. Buying a ninety dollar Google stock right now, and it should be at one hundred and eighty dollars. Fucking bingo! There's your, there's your, there's your double right there. Well, case I love it. But guy, he opened an account because I was looking over his shoulder. Never funded it. Never. Yeah. You know, he's like, oh, I'll look up my bank stuff tomorrow. And you like, can you can lead a horse to water, right? You yeah. can make him drink. Yeah. And and here's the thing, when I say you you, you leave behind, you do in a sense, but you don't, right? There's yeah. people you know, and it's just it's a matter of a function of time. Right. And, and you choosing intentionally to, to invest the time, you can still love people. You can still send them a Christmas card. You can still see them here and there. But it's interesting. I look back to the people that I was growing up with at multiple seasons of my life that were in my core group. And it's I, I had this epiphany because I was literally in Tennessee with a family that I grew up. He was in my wedding. Right. We're talking like this mm-hmm. in my wedding. Um, and and it, I went back there to see him hang with them we've just become miles apart right mm-hmm. and and it's weird because i've tried over the years so many times to have the conversations but 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 he really because of that awareness i grabbed onto the others who were who were sharpening who were challenging me who were i was pouring into and they were we were building together and and it's it's been probably four or five iterations of that. Mm-hmm. And they still, I mean, these people still show up in my life. They'll still show up to my kids' weddings. They're in our life, but I'm just, it's not the place I go mm-hmm. to, to be fed or to sharpen, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you can think of who am I sharpening and who's sharpening me mm-hmm. and be really intent on those things, you're still gonna have a lot of other people you know, but I, if you, otherwise you will stuck, you will get stuck. You will be that person. And I mean, we all, I mean, we all know the guy who's still best days were, you know, in college and they're in their fifties and cause he hit puberty first and made varsity it's, early. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's just, you know, Hey, anyways. don't knock those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them did well. He had a beard. Fresh. I was the last at puberty. So nothing wrong with that beard. Year, right? uh, anyway. All right. That's good, man. Dave, I hope you record that. <laughs> yeah, Dave, you actually record this. Mentoring 
right now. Or in, yeah. in the main, yeah. in the match. Right now. It's awesome to I'm going to show I'm so sorry. It's It's all right, but this this is this guy goes on a call every Tuesday morning at 6.30 yeah. with his sons, his sons-in-laws, and his possible sons-in-laws. They don't, they don't make the call. They don't make the call. Think about that. Gotta be fam. No, no. But no. The, the way he coaches, like, I, I look at my father-in-law, and Lord bless him, he hasn't asked me one time about my marriage or anything. Not once. 11 years. That is, teaches me more about how to be a dad, and a grandpa, and a father-in-law, than almost anything else. So, this is the way to go, man. So, Hood, hit your wagon, dude. <laughs> this is a big deal. Appreciate okay. you, man. No, it's great. Okay. Awesome. Appreciate you. You guys gotta go. It's pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. We got skiing to do in the morning. It's bedtime. It's bedtime or cigar time. That's cigar and hot time. I, I could also 